Well, good morning, good morning. It's what a pleasure it is to have a good worship team and those who serve sacrificially and those who rehearse late at nights and wake up early mornings. We appreciate you. If you have your Bible or your app, go to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll be looking at two verses this morning, verse 15 and 16. Hebrews chapter 4, while you're turning there, when you think about prayer, what comes to your mind? Prayer, right? Maybe you think about you praying before a meal at home or when you're out in public. I know when you're out in public, it's kind of awkward, right? Should you pray before a meal? Will you get judged if you don't? What goes to your mind? Or you feel awkward? Hey, let's pray. Because people think you're more righteous than others. But prayer. Have you ever been at church in a small group study? And the leader always says, will someone open us up in word of prayer? And the awkward silence. Everyone's just staring at each other, right? And then for those of you who are extrovert, you have to say, I'll, I'll pray. But prayer can be uncomfortable. And you ask, I don't know how to pray. I, I, this, all pr- this prayer thing, is, it's so new to me and it's so far-fetched to me. It's, it's so far away and I, I just don't know. And I've titled this message this morning, Can I Approach God? Can I Approach God? And the sermon in the sentence will be this. You can approach God because of the work of Christ in your life. You can definitely approach God because of Christ. But prayer, can I approach him? I'm going to show three uh, images on the slide, but the first one, it describes of you being distant with God or, or God feeling so far away. And I want you to contemplate which image do you mostly identify with or, hey, that's, that's just me. That you think God is just so far away and you've prayed and prayed and prayed and you just don't have an answered prayer and you've given up. How many of you have, how many of you have prayers that you think God is not listening to, right? We could all raise our hands, Right? But you've prayed and, and you think, God, you just don't hear me. God, my mom and dad are going through a divorce. Do you not hear me? God, what I went through my childhood, you let me go through it. You didn't hear me when I prayed to you. God, what I'm going through right now, no one knows it. I'm praying to you and it seems if it's not lifted up. God, I can't do it no more. Hear my cry when I call out to you. Why are you silent, God? So you, you go about your daily routine and and you've got the face on, and, and you doll up, right? And then you smile, and people think you have it all put together. But deep down inside, you're just as lost as ever, and you feel so empty and so void and angry and upset with God. You may have been hurt by a church or Christian experience, and you're in here this morning. You know what, Jose? I'm with you. I don't like God, and I don't think about God, and I don't pray because he doesn't answer me. Let me tell you, he answers prayer and looks according to his will. So where are you? Are you this image? You just don't know. You just don't know. If that's you, that's okay. Because you can approach God. Our next image is one of brokenness. One of brokenness. Maybe you've had, when's the last time you had a breakdown, right? I'm honest with you this morning. Um, My wife, uh, it was about 1 a.m., I hear a dunk in my bed. It was Aria, my little one-year-old, right in my bed. So I got up, and I knew it wasn't good when the baby was handed to me, okay? That wasn't a good, anyone married in here, anyone have kids? You understand the struggle, huh? Hunter, you understand the struggle, right? That struggle is real. I told my wife, hey, I love you, so I've got to go back home to that. So you pray for me on that one. <laughs> but brokenness, 
It was a rough night, wasn't it? Have you ever been in the situation where you just feel broken? Maybe you just ended the relationship and you feel like you're nothing without him or her. You used to do things together and people liked you together and it was good on social media, but now you're just alone. And you feel like you're nothing because your agenda was with her or him. Or what about this? When you've dabbled Christian, when you dabbled into sin, and this is your struggle, and we all have struggles, and you want to fight it, and you want to be victorious, but it just seems that you can't. Men, the moment when you have a warfare, when you're looking on a phone, and you have those images come up, that moment when you want to be victorious, if you would just wait a little bit longer, you would win if you would pray. When you're broken, when you fall, and you think, God, you saved me, but how could I live like this? God, I've been trying to live victorious, but it seems weeks and weeks and months, and I just don't know. The church thinks I'm okay, and my friends think I'm okay, but God, deep down, I'm struggling with this sin in my life. <clears throat> this sin in my life, is it porn that you're struggling with? Is that mixing that Henny and Coke that you're struggling with, right? Is that hard mic that you're struggling with? I'm being real. We struggle with these things. And we want to be victorious, and we think, well, uh, that's not my struggle, right? I, I'm good there. But what about in your thought life? When you're friends with people, and you're all goody-goody with them in front, but back behind them, you say, did you hear about what she did, or what he's doing, or what they're wearing? Right? And you start gossiping. But Christians, when you are like this, broken in despair, because you're angry at God, and you think he hasn't heard you, and you're done, and you want to walk away. And that anxiety is overwhelming you and that depression you seems like, I cannot be victorious. And that sin in my life, I cannot win. You can win through prayer. You can win through prayer. Is this you? You look okay on the outside, but deep down inside you are broken. And you may be the person in here, the loudest in the room, but the most loneliest in the room. You may be posting so much on your social media, thinking you have it all put together, but you want to be heard. And you feel unrecognized and unseen. And you want so much to know people. You want people to know that you're hurting deep down inside. But you're kind of afraid they're going to judge you. Are you this image? What about the next image? Believer. What about in your life that you're like Moses on that mountaintop, 40 days and 40 nights. And this word is so rich in that you're delighting in this law in the Lord and you're meditating on day and night. And this, is, this word is sure, it's pure, it's clean, and you're feeding on it and you're being planted in the living water and you're abiding in Christ. And it's vibrant. And people can tell you're in a word and you're in prayer. And you, you pray without ceasing. And God is always on your mind. You're consumed by the love of Christ. And the sin that you're struggling with you seem victorious, and you're winning, and you're winning. And it's been two weeks since you've not had to battle that sin. And you find victory in that. And God is good, and you're there with God. Be careful that you don't become too righteous. Self-righteous. Well, I'm good with God. I read my Bible every single day, and I pray every single day, and I'm a leader on the campus. But be aware, if you think you're on that high mountaintop with God, that's when sin will strike you. That's when the enemy will take his door and say, you know what? She thinks she's got it good. He thinks he's got it made. They're leading Bible studies on campus. Their leadership, leadership in the church. Be aware. Is this you? That your, your life is just, God, 
You've been faithful to me. And you're so good to me. Which one are you? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 through 16. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, right here, yet without sin. Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. In the tabernacle, according to Leviticus chapter 16, it was a place where God dwelt as Israelites came from Egyptian captivity and they were in the wilderness and God dwelt there. And this image is here is you had the outer veil and the outer courts. In the images I just showed you, you feel like you are in the holy holies. You think you're on the other side of the veil. Some, some of us think we're on the back side of the outer courts. But once a year, according to Leviticus chapter 16, the high priest would make a sacrifice and he would go behind that veil within the holy of holies and within that veil, the Ark of the Covenant, which had the tablets of the Ten Commandments. He would make a sacrifice and he would sprinkle the blood on that mercy seat. He sprinkled that blood on the mercy seat. This was a type of shadow that would say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. It would say that Jesus would become flesh. It would point out to Christ, who would be our ultimate sacrifice, who showed us mercy, who showed us grace. But you sometimes think that you're way, way in the far back, that you're not invited. You think you're in the back row over there. You think you're unworthy to approach God. Because of the sin of your life, because experience in your life. But let me tell you, you can approach God the Father, it says this, with confidence. Why? Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. He died for your sins. That's why you can approach him. He took the wrath of God upon the cross of Calvary and satisfied it. It is finished. It is done. It is complete. So your sins are atoned for. And the veil torn when Jesus yielded up to his spirit. It is done. Now I can, if I'm going through depression or anxiety, if I'm dealing with sin, and if I hate God, he still loves me though, and if I want to walk away from the church, I can now walk into that holy of holies in confidence because of Christ and my prayers be bold because of Christ. Yes, I may be broken, Yes, I may still have sin in my life and that fight that I'm battling, but because of the righteousness of Christ that has been given to me, I can say, Father, help my mother. Father, help my dad. Help my siblings. God, help me with my temptation. God, help me when I fight. God, help me with my body image. God, help me with my insecurities. God, help me with my roommates. Right? God help me with this, this exam that I didn't even study for. He may not help you on that one, though, right? I've got two reasons for you this morning why you can approach the throne of grace. Two reasons. Number, reason number one, you can come without reservation. You can come without reservation. Uh, I was in California for about five years, and I would say March of 2020 moved back right when the pandemic started. My wife and I, we had a good vacation planned that, but 
The pandemic said, no, you can't have a vacation. We couldn't eat anywhere, lodge anywhere. So whenever I would come back from California to visit my family, I'm an Okie, by the way. Any, any Okies in here? Okay, okay, y'all are, y'all, y'all are ashamed of being from Oklahoma. We know, Kansas is the, we know Kansas is the backyard of Oklahoma, right? Amen, right? <laughs> but I was there. I heard the boo. I, love, I still love you. We went to a hotel, and let me tell you something. Have you, ever, have you ever got a hotel and it was kind of bougie? Anybody? Well, we got a hotel, and let me tell you, it was kind of bougie in Oklahoma. And we had no, no we, didn't, we didn't belong there, right? So my family and I, we got off the vehicle, and I was, you know, with some swag walking up. I've got two rooms here for a couple nights. My name is this, X, Y, and Z. I've already paid for it through Expedia. You know what she said? Uh, you don't have a room here. Have you ever had a moment where you just want to give one of these or just kind of snap? I said, Lord, help me. I was about to say some words that I have to go to the altar on Sunday. I probably had to go to the altar on Sunday because I said them in my mind, right? But I said, I didn't come all the way from California, so you can tell me no. I haven't seen my sisters in like six months, even though this hotel's bougie, right? So I spent there 10 minutes. Hey, I confirmation number, all this. But you know how I felt? Deep down inside, I, I kind of felt like you grabbed the knife and you stabbed me right in the heart. Like I felt unwelcomed, like I wasn't supposed to be there. And that made me kind of feel sad. Like I had everything planned for my family. And, you know, I told my family, hey, there's, uh, they said we don't have any rooms for us. And it made them feel sad. And I praised the Lord we got it figured out. But let me tell you, this is not what God is like. God says, you can approach me at any time, at any season of your life. You can approach him in the darkest of darkest holes. And you can approach him when life is going good. You can approach him on payday. Anyone want to say amen on that one? You can approach him then, Right? You can approach God. So your image of God, if you think God is angry, has a hammer, or if you think God is a Santa Claus, or he's a genie, no, no, no. Get a biblical view on who God is. God is just. He is holy, but he's also love, but he's also approachable. The Bible says that, seek me with all your heart, and you'll find me, that you may be, I may be approachable. He's there. He didn't just spin the world and said, I'm going to just let Jason by himself. He didn't just spin it. And said, you know what, I'm going to leave Caleb by himself. He didn't just spin it and say, they've, they've got it. He knows your life. He numbered your days. He knows when you're going to be, you know, you're gone, right? He knows your thoughts from afar. He knows before words on your mouth. He knows when you lie, when you rise. He knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows you. Come without reservation. Why? Only because of the work of Christ. Only because of that. Apart from Christ, we could not stand in the holy holies. We would be obliterated. But because Christ took our place and that sin on the cross of Calvary, we now, through Christ, can say, you know what? Lord, I'm going through a hard time. God, I, I feel like I want to date this person. And she cute. He cute. They're probably sixes or sevens. Right? You can laugh. Y'all judging. That's bad. My wife always says, if you're a hutch six or seven, that's good. I think that's what my, my, my wife told me. <laughs> I still love her. We're going to marry, be married five years, so she's, she can't go anywhere. But you can come with God through your problems, right? You can come with God with details. You can come with God at midnight, early in the morning. He's not going to tell you, nah, you're too far gone. He's, he's not going to say, yeah, you're just a freshman. You're done. Or, oh, you don't know me. He's going to say, come. 
Point number two is come with all your mess. Come with all, all your mess. I may have skipped over a verse. In John chapter 7, verse 37, with come without reservation. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of the heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is saying, you come. Come. Despite what you look like, how you feel, where you came from, you come. He's waiting for you this morning. And some of you are fighting it. You know you want to follow Christ. and You're just not sure. Continue keeping your heart open. But I also said, come with all your mess. Come with all your mess. Who has had a rough year? Anyone have, has had a rough year? Maybe you're just a freshman and, and hey, thanks for raising your hand. I'm not going to call you out. but You had a rough year and you, you miss mom and dad. and uh, you're, It's just being away from home is tough for you. and uh, You just didn't know who you were until you spent time by yourself. And the things you went through in your life, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really not the best person I thought I was. And what I went through now, I'm seeing the results of my trauma. You come with all your mess. The Bible says in 1 John, it says this, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus, let's see, that's Romans, that's Romans. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what the Bible says. When you come with all your mess, that means this, I can take my addiction to Christ. I can take my problems that only a few of the friends know that you're dealing with. I can take them to Christ. I can be bold in taking those to Christ. I can be dirty, messed up, but I can still take them to Christ. He says, come as you are. You ain't got to be like Sunday morning church, right? Where you pick out your outfit. My wife, you know, we have to pick out our girls' outfits, but we pick them out. And I promise you, they're going to be matching and they're going to be cute. Okay? And they're going to be cute, right? But you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta come here suit and tie, thinking you all got it together. No. They were un- uneducated men who were with Jesus. You ain't gotta fake it. Come as you are in your brokenness, with your, all of your insecurities. Come with your self-righteousness. Come with your baggage. Come with your mess. Why? Because Jesus can handle it. Bible says here in Roman and Hebrews, why can he handle it? One key verse. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. In every respect, he was tempted, yet without sin. Jesus was tempted. He was human, but did not relinquish his deity. Jesus is the exact imprint of God. So Jesus knows what you are going through. And he was tempted, if I can say this, in more ways than we will ever be tempted, yet without sin. So when you think it's too much, well, God, you don't know what I'm going through. God, this is too much for me. You're leaning on your own strength. Cursed is the one who leans on his own strength. But I need you to pray when you're fighting those temptations. Pray. Christians, it's hard. It's hard. It's a spiritual warfare, and it's tough. You can come without reservation. You can come with your mess. Why? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And casting all your anxieties upon 
him who cares for you. Cast it upon him. Cast it upon him. Stop holding it in your heart. Cast that sin that so easily tangles you and run towards Christ. You can be victorious. When's it going to be enough for you? Christian, cast it upon him. Our last point. Come and receive forgiveness. You and I this morning can come and receive forgiveness. Why? Because we're all fallen. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we know that our sin deserved death. That's hell. We deserve death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not only that, we know while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That he took the sin upon the cross. And like the holy of holies in the mercy seat, it was appeased. The wrath of God was appeased. He sent his son because he loved you. He wanted to set mankind free from sin and bondage. He died and he rose victoriously. You and I can approach the throne of grace because of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. So this morning, we looked at, which image are you? Are you just darkness? You're broken? Are you good with God? No matter what season you are in life, God is approachable. He is near. And if you haven't trusted in Christ to save you from sin and enter into the personal relationship with him, the Bible says if you, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who puts their name in Christ, who, put, who believes in Christ, will not be put to shame. That's your first step for some of us, is to believe in Christ. Lord, I ain't got it together, but you do. I believe in you. I believe in Christ, the sinless life of Christ. I believe that you died and rose for me. Apart from Christ, we have nothing. We lack everything apart from him. But in him... We have everything. We have peace that surpasses all understanding. A joy that only comes from the living waters. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that you are here with us. We thank you for the moving of the Holy Spirit. Father, we know in our brokenness and our distance, we can approach you. I pray that you continue working in the hearts of these young men and young women in this building Father that we can always seek you and find you more importantly to know Christ and place our faith in him alone for those of you who continue praying on the, down here you're, you're able to stay if you want to connect with anyone afterwards um, but Father we thank you for this morning you continue working in Christ we pray Amen